All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Porter Tonecast. This is episode 49. As you notice, we have been very infrequent with episodes. Um, this year has been kind of crazy. Obviously, we are looking at this uh, virus situation and, and trying to figure out how to navigate that as a small business. Um, we'll touch on that just a little bit, but we'll also talk a little bit about our NAM show experience. So in the last episode, we mentioned that we were going to the NAM show. That was all the way back in December. So here we are in March, um, kind of uh, updating you on the last couple months of the business and just sharing uh, mostly the, our thoughts on that show and kind of how it went. So we're going to interview a couple of the guys uh, here in the shop and just have them share their experiences with the show and then give us uh, give you guys just a little insight on how the show went for us and kind of our, our uh, perspectives. Um, this afternoon, we'll also be recording a YouTube video like pertaining to kind of the effectiveness of us going to the show and how we felt about uh, plunking down a bunch of money to go to the NAMM show and all that. Um, but as far as the daily, the topic of the day in the industry, um, the coronavirus has definitely uh, caused some issues in the music industry. Most musicians are out of, uh, out of gigs and uh, don't have gig money to spend. So as as a business, we're we're looking at how we navigate that those changes and how we deal with um, just the fact that that life is is a little different right now for for most everyone that's uh, that's working. I mean, everyone's regular routines have been impacted a little bit. So we have a small crew, and that helps us to kind of maybe stay isolated here and and just keep working. And as long as we're able to, we're going to continue to uh, to work here and and. Uh, you know, we're probably safer together here at the shop building products, but we're going to be safe, obviously, with our, our families and all that. Um, so we don't want to overwhelm with the news. Uh, everyone's getting slammed with every company telling them about that. So we're not going to spend much more time on that. Just know that uh, it has impacted our business and we're doing our best to work our way through that. Um, so that that's kind of the, the reason for starting off with that. Um, but we're going to jump into that NAM show topic. I really do want to talk about the NAM show. I and mean, we're a couple of months removed from being at the NAM show. It was a big deal for us. This was our our first NAM show that we have uh, exhibited at as, as far as the winter show in Anaheim. Um, it was a great show for us. We had a booth down in the basement. If you follow us on social media, you can see what our booth looked like. You can look back and see um, some photos from the time there. We also have a little... Uh, NAM recap. If you go to our website, just porterpickups.com, you can see a little link to uh, the NAM recap. It shows kind of some photos. Also, just kind of a little bit of we had a lot of fun at the show. We had a crew that came with us, and and it was great. We had a, we had a really fun time hanging out together for a couple of days, and um, just just being able to be in one place and share kind of uh, what we do as a company. Um, we had this backdrop that um, kind of represented the last couple years of our business, uh, both in guitars and the pickups, showing like some of the recent builds, some of the custom shop pickup things. And that was a real hit. A lot of people walked by and said, oh, that's that's neat. That's really cool. And it also allowed us to show people options like, hey, you're looking at maybe getting this and showing it to, uh, you know, showing them a, a physical picture of stuff we can do and capabilities. So it was it was more effective than even a catalog, I think. Um, we had a lot of great feedback from that at the show. Some of the other things that we enjoyed were just meeting customers, meeting our dealers, meeting a lot of people that have 
supported us and bought from us over the years. That was definitely one of my favorite parts. It, uh, it was kind of humbling, honestly. We know that we ship a lot of stuff all around the world, and we know that we have these relationships, but just being there and meeting those people in person was one of the personal highlights for me. Um, you know, being around a lot of music, seeing kind of how our, you know, our business fits in the industry, um, having people recognize our logo and stop and talk to me and the guys that were walking around the show. That was definitely another highlight. Um, meeting some of the the people that we've helped, you know, guitar builders that we've helped build guitar or build pickups for their guitars. Um, seeing them, being able to thank them for their business and and. Likewise, just continue building that community. It was definitely fun to see some of my my peers in the industry, some of the people building pedals and guitars and and uh, amps, all those all those type of people. Um, ran into Hank from Rattlesnake Cables, who we have never met in person, but it was one of those times where we actually could meet in person and kind of just man, we've spent a, a bunch of time on the phone and emailing and doing all these projects together, and and now to finally meet these people in person, I think that was. That was definitely one of the the big highlights for me. Um, and also just on a personal angle, just seeing the guitars be able to uh, be out there in front of people. Guitars is kind of our newer project, as you know. Being able to have those guitars in front of people, have them get to touch and feel them, have some people take the guitars home after the show and just kind of fall in love with them and and really just kind of uh, show our brand as a whole as as guitars and pickups, which kind of has been the vision for a long time. So I think that that was uh, definitely, for me, very encouraging to see the feedback on the guitars and see people really excited about them. Um, you can also look at um, Sean Pierce Johnson stopped by and did a video of one of our crazy NAM guitars. We had the Ricochet pickups in there, and it was a paint splatter guitar. And um, He interviewed me and played the guitar and talked about that. So you can find that on, I believe it's on our YouTube channel, or you can check out... Uh, Sean Pierce Johnson, and, and check check out his review of the guitar. And, and it was a polarizing guitar. I think that was the other thing that was kind of fun is, is some people really hated it because it was definitely off the wall, but some people really loved it. So it was, it was like this, you know, it was this Republican versus Democrat kind of thing. It was like everyone either loved it or hated it. But uh, that, was, that was probably one of the fun things for me is it's like, you know what, we're, we're trying to do something different with these guitars. We're trying to get them out there. And obviously, as at the NAMM show, you kind of have to make something that, that might stand out a little bit more than other things. As people walk by, you want them to notice it. Um, so what we did with our booth was very much like the guitars were actually on the floor. We let the banner really be the thing that drew people in. And people kind of came in. It's like, hey, come into our living room and, and play guitar. And that was really the way that we set this thing up. And it, I think it was very effective. Uh, we'll, we'll go into more depth on the video as far as like, was it worth it? But long story short, it was worth it for us to go. It was worth it for us to say, hey, we're still here in this digital age, um, being in front of people and letting them get to know who we are and, and the people behind the company, I think was huge for us. And then then getting, for me, getting to talk with some of these um, industry people that have been around uh, a long time. I got a chance to talk with Tom Anderson for a while and just about business dynamics and growing a crew and a team and and uh, Seymour Duncan stopped by the booth so we we had a fun chat with him and so that that was fun for us to be able to to go and learn too I mean we've been doing this for for over 10 years but at the same time we have so much room to grow and and to learn and so 
that for me was a lot of like kind of fat gathering stuff where where I could pick people's brains and say, hey, you know, what do you do in this situation? How do you how do you handle these different dynamics? Um, and that's kind of the way that we we really benefited from the show. You know, apart from orders, we benefited from from really getting to know people and their you know their practical approaches to their business and how can we apply some of that stuff to our business. Um, so yeah, we had <laughs> we had the noise fatigue for four days in a row. I think we were all pretty much shot after the show, um, but we came back and definitely have some really exciting things in the works. We got some long term projects and plans that we're still kind of working out um, where we've got we delivered some guitars to some dealers uh, we met our dealer from uh, Gordon and Eric from upfront guitars who has been one of our great you know yeah. high level dealers they've they've got uh, pickups and guitars so that's been very cool for us to to meet those people and then to see kind of see them excited about the brand and talk about the future working together with these small businesses who have helped us and our brand grow and reach other people, you know, all around the world. And that, that just was encouraging for us. And we're excited about that. Uh, but I'm going to jump into this, this interview portion. We're going to interview our own guys here, but we're going to talk with uh, Marco first. And we're going to talk a little bit about his experience um, at the NAM show and just kind of his thoughts. So let's, uh, let's bring him in. All right, so we're here in the studio, uh, dragging Marco in from the other side. Marco, how's it going? It's going good. Um, amidst all the uh, stuff going on, you know, it's been going great, and uh, we're still here trucking away, building pickups, and yeah, doing guitar stuff. So <laughs> I did like a very short intro in the in the beginning of this episode. I, I try not to bombard people with the uh, yeah the the news of the day because I think it's kind of. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of a bummer for a lot of people, yeah, including us, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's not a not a great thing to have happen for sure. Yeah, yeah. So look, so let's get right into that Nam uh, Nam conversation. So I'd love for you to just kind of, uh, I'll ask you some questions in a bit, but kind of just give your overall uh, thoughts on Nam. I know that's going to take you a little bit to think back a few months to. Yeah, get already, back in that mode. <laughs> it already seems like a couple lifetimes ago since the Nam show, but but that's. That's the nice thing about it is that uh, stuff just keeps moving here. So, I mean, I do remember that right when I got there, the first night I was starting to feel sick. And so I already was like prepared for the Namthrax thing or whatever. And I think that's one of the things that saved me was that I even had just like so much sinus pressure that I think like I had like built in earplugs, <laughs> nose plugs or whatever. Yeah, right? just, something, it was just yeah. a big head plug. And so that I didn't actually feel like I was uh, like, you know, my ears were assaulted every day, and and which I could definitely, I can see where that is, like I can see where that comes from, and um, I don't know. So that was interesting to just experience all that in person, and not to mention you're walking down the little aisles and you see all the gear makers that you've ever wondered about, and there they are in the flesh, and so that that's really cool. That there's not enough time to look at it all. Like it seemed like the show was really long, and it was like a you know, a long week's worth of, you know, daily activities, but it was still really short. It just flew by for me. And right, it's exciting to go and see all these cool things, but then it's like, there's so many people and it was like the most people that I've ever seen in any one place that it was just like, wow, I was a little taken aback by it. It was, it was cool. It was yeah. just like, wow, so many people gathered just to see what what cool guitar gear, pro audio, stage, I mean, everything, everything. 
It's just really cool. Really, yeah. We had to get there. Do you remember we had to get there like a couple of days early because our crate was showing up and get mm-hmm. our, our. And I think we didn't we have like a full day off before the show. Yeah, actually started. So mm-hmm. Tuesday before the Thursday opening, we got our crate set up and we remember that like kind of little bit nervous feeling. It's like where do we park and where you know is our crate going to actually be there? Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the, you know, I remember for all of us like okay, I think we got everything. And if we didn't, we, we're going to have to deal with it. Um, yeah. But we had a, you know, I mentioned in the open, we, have a, we had a very simple booth, I think was really effective. Um, and I know like some of the highlights for me were talking to the people and that was, that was yours too, just kind of uh, maybe talk about that whole, as people came by the booth, kind of the thing that you enjoyed most about that. Well, I mean, and that, that was the whole other thing is that I heard from a lot of these people that when you go, once you get down into the basement, that's where a lot of the uh, the innovators are, or the people that are just kind of like, yeah, this this is what I got, and you know, if you like it, that's cool. If not, no. And so it was really refreshing to see a lot of people come and want to check this stuff out, or be pleasantly surprised by like stopping by our booth because it was a very simple layout, but it did have a really like key backdrop that I think stood out amongst. I guess just our neighbors or whatever. And so it was kind of like people, even if they were just glancing past, would want to stop and check out what this booth was. And I know I made a lot of good contacts and and it's just crazy to see how far these pickups can go. And all of the people that I personally talked to ended up getting sets of pickups and, or matched with another set of, you know, another person's pickup or, or, or something like that. But just Everybody that I talked to got a pickup that they were really stoked about, and and that that's what is cool to me, that people still, you know, want to come check out the small guy <laughs> stuff and yeah. play. And I mean, even we we just had the one, you know, kind of smaller tube amp there that you know still got us almost in trouble a couple times. But that's right, the Nam Police. <laughs> but it was still good, you know, and and they're just doing their job. But because uh, it can get deafening, I could see that. But you know, very simple layout. You know, not a lot of, I mean, we'd had just like a distortion pedal in case you really wanted to hear something with distortion, but we had several models and, and people had good things to say, you know, cause some people are like P90 guys and some people are humbucker guys and some people are Strat guys and I don't know, but there was just good feedback on all ends there. Um, I don't really even think that there was anything negative that I could say about any of the feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody was Other really than responsive. The paint, the paint guitar, I did mention. Yeah, that, that like one was a, polarizing. Was like, well, I hate that thing. It looks like a fourth grader painted it, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? People took a lot of pictures of that guitar, and that was even what kind of made people like come into the booth. And once they were there, they were like, "Oh, well, maybe I'll stay like a minute or two and see what's going on." So, yeah, I mean, it's like mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, and one of the things I enjoyed was for us to be able to go and like talk with these people that, um, you know, and, and you specifically like talk with them about like, Hey, we, you know, we did design those pickups that are in your guitars and meeting with the builders and kind of like mm-hmm. yeah, doing some networking thing. things that we haven't even necessarily panned out yet for us, but we had great conversations with guitar companies that, uh, have been on the radar for a while and kind of just like getting there in person being like, Hey, we, these are the guys, we're the guys that are going to make your stuff. And, and that kind of stuff. I, I think that was for me. That was really cool to like have both of us be, be kind of in that that role at the at yeah. the show. And I don't know. It was it was definitely cool. And we got to, I mentioned earlier too, but we got to meet Seymour Duncan, which was oh yeah, I forget about that fun conversation. That was so cool. I I really like 
seeing Seymour and I remember seeing him upstairs and I was like, oh man, there's the man. There's, there's the guy. There's the legend. <laughs> yeah. The man, the myth, the legend, Seymour Duncan. But he was busy. So I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll come up and he'll be less busy. But that's the thing about Nam is that there's no like, oh, I'll come back when it's less busy. It's not ever less busy. Maybe that last day, but everyone's so mind spun already that I don't know. No one's really there anymore at that point, I guess. (laughs) Everyone's there, but they're not there. But they're not there. Yeah. But, and then, but that might have been the day that Seymour stopped by. It could be. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm like blending the days. Like, I'm like, this day, this happened. Yeah. Me too. And it it feels like it was like a year ago, even though it was only like two months ago. Yeah. And we had like the color coded shirts. And I'm like, wait, what what color shirt was I wearing when I saw Seymour (laughs) Duncan? I don't remember. Yeah. So talk about the, like, I'll talk about this with Mike in a minute too, but like, the shirt thing, I think it was like kind of a pleasant surprise. Like, so talk about kind of what happened with the shirts. Like, well, so we just very simply, I mean, we had, so it was Mike and I and Brian, obviously, and then some two, like, uh, I mean, two, yeah, it was just two. It was two just other Mason. ones. Yeah, volunteer yeah. guys. Volunteer guys that have, you know, helped out the shop a lot. A lot. Um, so they also were on the crew just to kind of help, you know, just, talk to some of the people that would come in and answer some of the simpler questions. Um, and then if someone had more specific questions, they could talk to me or Mike or Brian. And But we all color-coded the shirts every day of the NAMM show, and I think it was like black and green and orange and blue and mm-hmm. for the different days. And I don't know, like there was definitely like a presence about that. And people, uh, I, I don't know, to me it was like a really simple idea, but it was really effective. And I would just be checking out somebody else's booth, and they would... See, like, oh, I've seen like somebody else wearing that shirt walking by or something, and then <laughs> they would just kind of start up the conversation, and yeah, this is you know just a, a presence for for such a small, I guess, company relative to everybody else. There, it it definitely helped to stand out, and totally. they're comfortable shirts. I don't mind <laughs> that's wearing. That's right. That's right. Well, and I think it was just the to me like the brand thing. You know, it's like, well, we do sell stuff, and you make you know you make these pickups, and we ship them, and we design them, and and they go everywhere, and sometimes it's like very impersonal. It's just like, oh, it's a name on the sheet, and we don't know these people, but they ordered online, and we're sending it out. And then like to have those people kind of come, and yeah. like some of those people come and say, hey, I love your stuff, or I've got this, or I've got, you know, one guy was was like, oh yeah, I bought something from you. Uh, do you remember that? And it was like nine years ago. <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't remember. But thank so you. So much you has know. happened, but yeah. I was talking talking about meeting the upfront guitars guys and yeah. how how they've been such a great dealer for us and um, so that was definitely some of the highlights. Did you get a chance to? I know we had this kind of interesting shift where we had all this great like you know this block is Marco's block and this block is Mason's block, but I think we kind of got away from that. So like, did you get a chance to kind of go wander around and look at gear very much? I did, but it was like as I was saying, it was just like so. It's so fast paced and such a blur, and it was kind of like, man, what am I missing? Not being at the booth yeah. right now, and yeah, what what famous guitar player could be walking by right now while I'm looking yeah. at bass amps? Oh, or I mean, I did like I when I was walking by, I mean, I saw like Paul Gilbert, and I saw, you know, uh, just all of the, I saw like Misha and Tosin, and I saw um, Yvette Young, and you know, but just kind of in passing, and I was always on my way somewhere else. It seemed like. So, yeah. so it was cool to just kind of see see the show because I I was definitely one of the people that when the Nam shows happen I would you know like go to YouTube and try and get as much of it as I could you know um, so it was good to just go and see it and yeah go and see the people that we have been building stuff for and that 
they do really like our stuff, like the upfront guys and anybody else that we build pickups for. Like we really do appreciate it and it's cool to just get our hands on on your yeah. stuff and and know and just even shake hands and now that's even like, oh man, you know. Yeah. Good oh, thing man. we could we could we shake hands at that point. Boys now. <laughs> that's but that's right. probably I mean, the NAM show probably helps yeah. make it worse. But <laughs> well, if we survive the NAM show, then we can survive anything. And that's what I've seen that joke kind of running around yeah. right now. But uh, totally. So many people go to NAM oh, so many years in a row and they're just fine. So just take care of yourselves, everybody, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, so, cool. Yeah. Thanks for uh sharing your thoughts and, and we'll go get Mike and get him in here and, and kind of get his thoughts from kind of more of the guitar perspective I think yeah, for I think both so. of you guys I think that was the first time you had been to that show I'd walked the show a couple times but obviously it wasn't the same as running a booth and so that was yeah we were all a little bit like excited overwhelmed and exhausted in like one kind of emotion I think yeah I feel like I'm still shocked or yeah. like it's like an awe kind of like huh what yeah. what happened <laughs> we would come home I remember we had a couple like you know dinners uh, with the team afterwards and just like you know, people are like, hey, why don't you come watch our show tonight? You know, we're playing at this bar, and we're like, we don't want any more music right now. We just want to go home and play guitars and and just chill out. So it feels like we paced ourselves pretty pretty good. I had no idea of knowing, like, I think, you know, I think everyone here is is not fully introvert, but we're le- we're all kind of a little bit more leaning towards the introvert side. But it was actually like, it was comfortable to just be out there talking with people. I thought, and I don't mind like. Go, I mean, I like going out and doing the shows and stuff, but it just was like so not many people get this opportunity, and I really wanted to make the most of the opportunity. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just be able to hit every day with as much as you can. So, yeah. I mean, I I very much would like to, you know, keep doing that and keep getting to the point where it's like, hey, uh, all of our art, like our artists are all playing tonight. Like, let's go and see the show or, yeah. or whatever. But, because that's important too. I think that that's a big part of the music thing, and it, I mean, and it's weird how it comes into play now with everything that's going on in these times of low morale. But like, that's when we need the music the most, and the live shows and the yeah. distraction. But it's like so weird because it's so <laughs> directly related with that. But yeah, definitely. Well, awesome, man. Well, let's go. I'll go grab uh, Mike, and we'll get him in. Yeah, here. sweet. All right, so we're here. This is all in shop interviews, like we mentioned. We just got finished talking with Marco about uh, his experience at the NAM show. And so now we have Mike here. Mike, how's it going? Doing good. Good. We're, we're kind of being lame. We're interviewing our own people today, but um, it's, it's tricky times right now, obviously, getting any social interaction. So we're, we're keeping a distance. We're making sure, you know, we're, we're good here. But um, we're talking specifically today about the NAM show, kind of our experience with the NAM show. So as, as Marco just shared, it's kind of like, why don't you just share your your general impression and highlights um, from the show and kind of just give your thoughts. Well, it was really exciting to be part of it. Um, Definitely overwhelming for your first time, which was my case, you know, uh, so many things going on all at once. Uh, Definitely too much to see, but really um, we were there kind of, to work. So it was just amazing to see the interactions uh, that the people had when they came to the booth, um, the overwhelming uh, response that was positive towards the products that we make. Um, so yeah, it was just a great experience overall. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think um, we touched on kind of just the the wearing the different shirts and and I know that you had like some interaction with wearing the shirts and people running into you. So do you remember any of those those stories? Yeah, I had uh, a couple of um, situations where people uh, noticed the shirts that we were wearing and flagged me down and said, "Yeah, either we got to we're looking for your booth." There was one guy who who said he had been walking around the basement uh, for quite some time, and he ran into me at the bottom of the elevator, and and he stopped me just because he could not find where our booth was. <laughs> That's kind of depressing. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then I had, uh, I guess, our rep from Graftech. Um, I was I was out uh, front for some fresh air, and. Uh, he ran into me, and of course he's like, "Oh, are you Brian?" And I was like, "No, but I can get you to him." And he's like, "Oh, well, I'm your guys's graph tech guy. Uh, just wanted to make sure you guys knew that I was trying to hunt you down and say hi." So, yeah, those shirts I think were definitely an advantage to us. They stood out amongst the crowd, um, and and yeah, they people definitely knew who we who we were because of them. So it's yeah. pretty cool. And I think for, for you know, we're going to be speaking more on the guitar sides. So for those who don't know, Mike is kind of one of our primary guitar builders in the shop. And so I think for for you, kind of what was your, you know, you came on just full-time, you know, you've been working with us for a couple of years, but but full-time just a month or two before the, the show itself. And right. so it was, it was a lot of whirlwind for you. We had all these guitars to get ready and prep for the show um, and get them done and, and to the show. We had a crate deadline and all this crazy stuff. And so, like, by the time we get these guitars there and you're finally able to show them to people, like, how did that kind of feel as you as you had a chance to kind of, like, say, all right, this is this is part of my handiwork and I'm, I'm, I'm throwing myself out there in front of people? Yeah, it was really excellent. Um, you know, I think like anyone who puts a lot of time and effort and love into what they're making, um, and we've always known that we're making really great guitars. Um, but to, to see, you know, upper echelon players come and sit down and, and not only be respectful of what we're doing, but really let us know that, uh, we're headed the right direction with our guitar builds. Um, that was, was definitely a big, um, you know, it, kind of just makes you feel like you're doing what you're doing for the right reasons, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think too, it's just kind of like, you know, like you said that just getting it in front of that many people in such a concentrated window, I think was really encouraging for us because, you know, we're building them here and then we put them on the wall. We take some photos and make some videos and post it online. And, and this is, that's the interaction that people have with the guitars all around the world. And it's not, you know, as we grow the brand on that side of the business, it's not very, you know, it's personal, but it's not with the instrument. You've got to get it into people's hands. You know, we had a couple people just fall in love with the guitars, and a few people took some home. Right. And a few people are are planning on ordering them in the future. And so I think, I think for me that was kind of the the cool part. And then just knowing like they can talk to you at the at the booth. You're like, yeah, I'm probably going to be doing the the nut and the setup on your guitar. And it's kind of like. It was very personal, I think, for a lot of people. They were like, man, this is really cool. Right. Kind of. But then for us to be able to to have like this full custom shop thing, it's like, no, Porter is more than pickups now. And it's it's these two different kind of arms. And I think that was 
that for me was pretty fun just to just to be there with uh, with our team and absolutely and say, here we are you know yeah it's it's good to have you know people be able to put a face with the people behind a product that they really like. So obviously the pickups have, have done good. People out there know what Porter pickups are. So it was great to actually see um, some of those, you know, end users of the product. And, and it definitely makes it feel like a more personal experience when, when you get actually face-to-face see them. And uh, because the pickups do great, um, Obviously, anyone who came to the booth, even if they were just inquiring about pickups or, or interested in seeing that side of it, they got to see what we've been doing for the last couple of years, really putting our passion into, and, and now they know. So it, it is a pretty amazing experience, and I really like personally the, the aspect of being able to see the customer in person who's going to end up with this guitar that we built for them. You know, um, you don't get that opportunity with everyone shopping on the internet, which is awesome. We all do it. Um, it's really handy, but, uh, to be a really small shop of just a few guys that are really passionate, uh, it makes it easier. I think to, when we have that situation to meet a, someone who's going to buy a guitar or even a set of pickups, um, it really just kind of solidifies the personality uh, and and the personal touch that <laughs> I think a small shop like us really is going for. You know, we're yeah. not we're not cut off from the world um, <laughs> when it comes to that stuff, and yeah. it's kind of cool. We're just regular guys trying to make a product, getting it into regular guys' hands. You know, yeah. so it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I think we kind of uh, are still developing our our ideal customer profile. Um, we've seen people of all ages interested in our guitars, but um, we're finding people who are who really appreciated our our innovation and and the the fact that we tried some new things with the Croesus and with the different shape of the Lebois, and that we weren't just trying to copy someone else's design in the industry. We were trying to carve our own path, um, and that that to me was kind of cool to to see that to see people appreciate that because I think that's one of the feedback things we got. It's like you guys are doing something different. Right, and I think we were like, finally, someone gets it, you know, in a way, because we're like, yeah, we are trying to do something different, and we want to be different. Um, so that was one of the biggest things. As we as we kind of finish up here, um, we did release our Bigsby Lebois version um, guitar at, at Nam. We we built one for the show in a very short amount of time. So like maybe kind of talk about what you like about that guitar. Uh, as it is, is sort of the newest Porter guitar model. Um, it's not a lot different, but maybe you can talk about kind of what you like well, and yeah. what's, what's different than the uh, standard Lebois. It's, it's a Lebois um, at its core, but we, when we decided to go with a Bigsby, we, we redesigned that guitar all around the Bigsby. So um, instead of just taking a model that we already had and slapping a Bigsby on it, which a lot of really cool guitars end up going that way, you know, production guitars, people are putting Bigsby's on them. Um, we really tried to think of, okay, if this is gonna be a Bigsby guitar, what are we gonna do um, to really let that Bigsby kind of shine? So we, we did some uh, dimensional changes to the design and i gotta say it's it's probably one of 
the coolest things in my mind that we've done. Um, Bigsby's are classic. We're all kind of classic guitar lovers, so it seemed like a logical evolution for the Les Bois. Um, so yeah, basically, we just took a really good guitar, and and if we're going to add something like that, we really want to incorporate it into the design in all of the aspects so that the player can get the most out of it. Um, and it's really exciting. I'm thinking about putting one on a future build that I'm going to do for myself yeah. here. It's really, really cool. Definitely. And we so we incorporated um, the Schroeder Bridge. So Schroeder's a, a small company in northern Northern California that makes a really good compensated like three barrel Tele style cut bridge. So that allows us to offer the same pickup configurations with the Le Bois, and then eventually a Tele bridge plate kind of style is right. all going to morph and evolve as we. As we get through the rest of this year, we're going to be building some more of those kind of guitars. Um, you can see some photos of that NAM guitar. It's all black limbo with an ebony board. Uh, you can see that on our website uh, or social media. We've got some videos and that kind of stuff. We also loaded that one with our Alnico Rod Filtertron pickups, and those were a, yeah. hit. Those were a huge hit at NAM. So more of like uh, two rows of rod magnets and kind of led to a little bit more clarity and a little less power overall, but, but those were... Those are very popular at the NAMM show. I yeah, think. it was a showstopper guitar just uh, with, you know, the Omnico 90s and that Bigsby. It really, it, I mean, it's kind of the classic guitar that we all really want, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I definitely know it was admired by a few of the other guys. We were letting that thing kind of float around to other booths, um, and a lot of people really liked it. So that was a really good confidence builder for us, too, because we did decide to kind of, you know, ramp that up and make a last-minute decision to build that guitar basically to take with us to yeah. NAM. It was one of the last things that we got done before <laughs> yeah. before we all flew away. So then we have to I think we had to ship it down there because we missed the deadline for our crate. I yeah. think that was the case. I couldn't I can't remember. Right. But we developed this new guitar and this new pickup model just for this whole thing at, at the show. And so we kind of I think we pushed ourselves pretty good and, and we did. We're happy with the results and and uh, as of this recording that guitar is available for sale. So if anyone's listening to this you can get a screaming deal on that that NAM prototype. It's the first one in existence. So. Yeah, first one in existence, and it has been played and admired by some pretty amazing musicians yes. too. Yes. So you know, there's there's a a little bit of a you know a story that that particular guitar tells for us all the way around. So it's really cool. Definitely, definitely. Well, thanks for sitting down, Mike. And uh, it's a pleasure. Excited to uh, keep this thing rolling. Of course. So hopefully this was a great uh, episode for you guys. We, we just wanted to definitely fill you in and catch up on a little bit of the latest uh, in the Porter shop. And uh, we're here, we're grinding, we're working hard and trying to uh, build some cool stuff. We've got a couple guitars opened up on the bench today. We were, we're building pickups and we're, we're uh, putting guitars up for sale and, and just uh, business as usual as far as long as it can be for us right now. And and uh, we're going to keep rolling. But thanks for your support, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next show.